on the Newman Jets Audio Network. This is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, Pepsi, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Jets, Blake Cripps. Welcome, Jets fans, to the inaugural edition of the Jets Cast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics. On the show today, we will talk with Athletic Director Joanna Pryor and sophomore women's basketball player Faith Mason Vestal. But we begin today with the Newman women's basketball team, and our first guest will be Darren Spence, the Newman women opening up MIAA play in Oklahoma this week. Coach Spence, appreciate your time on the show. Oh, my pleasure as always. <laughs> the the uh, first month of the season uh, is in the books here, and there have been some some really good performances, and and I know some games that you've been disappointed with. What's your assessment on, on where the team is here now as we flip the calendar over into December? Well, it's um, it's kind of like when you open up the the back door and the puppies all run out in the yard, and so. We've collected a few of them. We're still trying to chase a couple of them and, and try to get them in the right place. It's, it's been it's been a challenge. Uh, we've had some exciting times, obviously, and uh, we've won some games, lost some games. We've been really competitive in, in all of our games. And so we've seen a lot of bright spots. And we're doing it, obviously, without our all-conference post player, Faith, you know, um, having hurt her, inj- her, her knee last uh, March in the conference tournament. And so just making sure we don't bring her back too soon. It has been, you know, at the top of our, our to-do list. And so she's got herself stronger and coming back. And so um, that was a, a big challenge. And, but then also we find out in March, you know, that Morea won't be back because of health reasons. And so to get a really good point guard that she is or was, um, and she was going to be our leader on at that point guard position, and so without her, without Faith, those are two holes. And so it's, uh, it's taken us some time to fill both of those holes. But, but I guess on the positive is all those other kids have been filling in and getting a lot more experience, uh, you know, especially for when Faith gets back. Well, and finally she was back uh, and also got some other healing up from injury as uh, Madison Birnbaum returned from injury. So how good does it feel to finally be getting healthy a month into the season? Yeah, it's it. Uh, you know, when we went to St. Louis and played those two games, it was. Uh, you know, I've been on Cam Clark, our athletic trainer, the the, <laughs> the awesome athletic trainer that he is. Um, you know, it's like you know, when's she going to be ready? When's Faith going to be ready? When's when's uh, Madison Birnbaum, just a freshman, but had showed a lot of promise in her early couple games, and then we don't have her for a few games after that, and she hadn't even been practicing, so. Um, just chomping at the bit for those two to join us. And then, because those two are going to play valuable minutes. Now, on the downside, that means some others aren't going to play as many minutes, if at all. And so, um, but my my toughest job every year is to figure out who not to play, I guess, is, or how they weed themselves out and who, they, who can play together the best. And so, um, Faith and Madison, yeah, having them back is, is – uh, was pretty cool because you now your gun is kind of fully loaded 
you just got to hit the trigger at the right time. Darren Spence, my guest on the Jets cast, head women's basketball coach, Newman University. We talk with pregame every week, so I'm going to try to use this Jets cast to talk about some overarching questions, get thoughts about about other stuff, not just the, the upcoming games. There'll be plenty of time for that on pregame. But I just wanted to have you kind of evaluate the program here. You've got three straight winning seasons, which I believe is the only time that's happened in the D2 history of Newman women's basketball. Last year was your first 20-plus win season. Uh, you know, what, what kind of a journey has it been? You've got the basketball here for the most wins in program history in your office. What's it been like for you eight years into this now uh, in Wichita? You know, I you know me. I, I I like to joke around a lot, and and I'm pretty cantankerous at times. And <laughs> you I, don't say. I, I like to push buttons, and I think that's just because I've been doing this. I'm in my 35th year, and I've been fortunate to be a Division One head coach, NAI head coach, JUCO and D two, and uh, you know when Coach Trilly, um, you know, gave me this opportunity, it uh, it was taken over a mess, and they had some success, but wasn't done the right way, and so. Um, if you know anything about faith and talking about when you're building something on sinking sand, it's not going to last. And so we, we, we went through the first couple of years, and recruiting was hard. It was really, really difficult uh, to get people to, to realize D2 right here in Wichita. Uh, we weren't in a very uh, sexy conference, you know, having to go down into Texas, and no one knew about it. Heck, you know, if we were at Newman University or Kansas Newman. So... Um, and you know me, I'm not afraid to talk about certain things. So from where, for where we are now, from where we've been, it's some of the days were fun, you know, and, and a lot of, a lot of the days were, were a challenge. And I, I remember, uh, sitting with coach Trilly many hours, just arguing and pushing each other and upsetting each other and challenging each other. And. So it's from that from that aspect from from an older coach, old dean coach. Um, it's been rewarding to see where we are right now from from where we came. When I took it over, um, we didn't even have uniforms. The balls were missing. It's like somebody alluded, you know, <laughs> the little office here. Things were missing, and it just was like uh, no. Nah, it's like the, there was no coach, so everybody came in and took stuff, you know. But um, yeah, it's it really has been a challenge. But to see where we are right now and the last three seasons, um, the conference change, we're in a much, much better place. And it's really kind of an exciting time. Well, I wanted to get your thoughts as an olding coach on a couple of things. Um, it seems like the you've got a lot of three-point shooters that traditionally would have been considered post players. And you, you, your teams over the last couple of seasons have shot a lot of three-pointers. How did you get that philosophy of, of having posts that can also get out on the perimeter and, and shoot threes? doesn't seem like a very olding philosophy. Well, you know, some of us old guys, we, uh, if we're not able to adapt or willing to adapt, um, then we're not going to succeed in the coaching profession. You know, it's just the way um, things have changed. And so I, I think it all started when I went to the Division One level. And I was at New Mexico State, and I, and I quickly realized I'm not getting the top of the line, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, kids to really compete. So what we did was we tried to go, you know, 6'1", six six, mobile post players, but also try to get more of the same size kids at the one through the four spots mm -hmm. to make it 
easier to give another line of defense before our smaller post player would get, you know, abused. But um, <laughs> so I, it just kind of evolved, you know, and we were started recruiting those kids. And defensively, we had to adjust from a JUCO type of overplay everything, deny everything, which you can't do in the NCAA basketball. You just can't do it because there's, there's – Almost everybody can score. In my JUCO years and all the success I had, we only had to guard two kids, it seemed like, on the other team, three on the better teams. But you got to Division One level, you pretty, you're going to have to guard all five. You get to the D2 level, more times than not, you're still going to have to guard four, if not all five. And deciding who to cut loose is a, is a different uh, thing. So um, we wanted to find length. We wanted to find mobility and we took him some kids who could shoot it and sacrificed maybe a little foot speed. But that's kind of how that, that came about. Darren Spence, my guest, Tim Women's Basketball Coach, Newman University. What are your thoughts now that you're in the MIAA on the schedule that they have chosen? They did not choose to go with divisions, um, although the schedule is kind of organized in a division kind of structure, but it won't be the you know, traditional round robin that you've been playing in the Heartland Conference. What are your thoughts on on how the schedule kind of lines out for you this year and how the MIAA chose to break up the 14 league schools? Well, I I want to be politically correct. I think the the Division II model has a lot of flaws to it. The regional concept keeps a lot of really good teams uh, like us last year out of the NCAA tournament. Because some of the better teams are right here in this area, mm-hmm. in this in this region, our central region now, and then the old region that we were in, were some of the better teams. So a lot of us didn't get in. Um, some weaker teams from different different regions got in, and so um, a twenty six game schedule limits what you can do. You know, you can play in the exempt opening challenges to get you twenty eight. Uh, when we went to to Alaska, that would give us three more exempt games, so we could actually play more if you could fit them in the the calendar. But I, I think having limited amount of games really limits the MIAA and how you can go about you know scheduling. So play play uh, a group of them twice, play the other group once. Like us playing Washburn only one time or Pitt State only one time is is kind of different, you know. But uh, you know, like we've since we've played those MIAA schools, not conference, we kind of have an idea. But I do think that the the D two formula has kind of handcuffed, and so we play the nineteen game schedule, which next year we're going to go to a twenty two game schedule, um, which limits our non conference even more. Which you better choose the right four games mm-hmm. non conference because that that twenty two game schedule is going to be like the old Yankees murderers row because <laughs> um, there are no easy nights. No, I want I don't want to say in the Heartland we could look and say well there was an easy night. There you there were some easy nights in the Heartland they conference. Were, they were less taxing. What made them more difficult was just the distance and travel. Absolutely. And so right now, if you're driving three hours to play a game or four hours, um, that's different. But there are no, um, there are no easy nights. Like we're sitting there saying, where are wins going to be? Even you can't even chalk up the, the home games. Like, oh, there's a win and there's a win and there's a win because, you know, here comes Fort Hay State rolling in, and I think they're currently ranked in the new poll like third or fourth. And they were fifth last week. And yeah, so we have that, you know. And so there's not a down night. So 
with the unbalanced schedule as it is now, and, and it'll be again next year, you just you got to get lucky on which team you don't have to play twice and the one that you get to play here versus on the road. Sure. Final question for you. Faith Mason Vessel is going to be our guest, Heartland Conference Freshman of the Year. She's coming up next here on the Jets cast. Uh, what's it been like to kind of watch Faith kind of come back from this injury uh, that I know was so disappointing for her that she didn't get to play in that Heartland Conference championship game? And I know that she has been bugging Cam and maybe driving him crazy. And he actually let her play early. She was not supposed to be back to the MIAA schedule, but somehow she, she melted at his heart and uh, and got to play in St. Louis. Well, you know, I told her that uh, that she didn't have to impress me, that she had to impress Cam and the team doctors because they're the ones that ultimately give her the clearance. And I said, so you've got to ramp up your work to show them you can do it. When I talked to Cam, I said, well, it'd be nice to get her some minutes before conference play. So having her on the floor is a is a calming effect to everybody. We, we were noticing it in practice and and by the way, part of our success is you know um, the boss behind me is is Clarissa Crum, our <laughs> assistant right. who's been here three years. I, I have to mention her, and she's she's as good as anyone I've had in, in my entire career. Um, but Faith is a calming presence. Now, throwing her in the game, she was so giddy and so amped up and so anxious. She jumped at every shot fake, and that was her downfall as a freshman. Because she is a shot blocker, but she wanted to jump at everything. And once she learned to stay on the floor, she was so much better. So they got her a couple times on shot fakes. But her timing offensively is going to come. She plays bigger than what she is and longer. And so it's really, really nice to have her back for sure. And we will hear from her in just a moment. Coach, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. You got it. More of the Jets cast when we come back with Faith Mason Vestal forward on this Newman women's basketball team on the other side of this break. Get in the holiday spirit at Newman University. Join us for Cookies and Corral Music on December 8th. The music department encourages the whole family to attend their annual Christmas concert. Before the concert begins, kids can decorate holiday cookies while you enjoy holiday treats. Celebrate the holiday season the fun way with the Newman University Corral on Sunday, December 8th at 1.30 p.m. Tickets can be purchased at the door. For more information, visit our website. Want to get quick access to Newman Sports News and scores? Well, soon you can. Coming in December, the Newman Jets Athletics app. It's your source for all things Jets, schedules, live broadcasts, game information, and more. You will be able to subscribe to notifications for your favorite Newman Jets teams. The free Newman Jets Athletics app, available soon in the Apple App Store and in Google Play. Welcome back to the Jets Cast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics. Our first player guest of the year will be Faith Mason Vestal, averaged seven points, four rebounds a game as a freshman from Rockwall, Texas, and she was the final Heartland Conference Freshman of the Year. Faith Mason Vestal. Faith, so glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, last year, your first year, really started to play really well down the stretch of that season. How do you kind of assess your freshman campaign and obviously uh, what an accomplishment winning the Heartland Conference Freshman of the Year Award last year? Yeah, it was um, a big adjustment, I think. Towards the beginning of the year, I didn't really know my my purpose or my place in it, and I really got to 
really get into who I was and like my role for the team. So I think that's how I ended up getting towards the end. Uh, obviously, uh, the the last game for you was uh, a painful in more ways than one in in the semifinal uh, win over St. Mary, going down with that with that injury. What was that that like? You know, being there in Tulsa, but not getting to participate in that game that you guys wanted to win so badly against Lubbock Christian. Yeah, it was really really hard. Um, I knew as soon as I went down that it was that was it for my, that season. But um, I really wanted to be there for my teammates, but it just didn't work out that way. It doesn't want to be, I guess. Faith Mason Vestal, my guest, sophomore forward on this Newman women's basketball team. So. You come back, you go through the rehab, you know, it's a long off season. You're not quite ready to play at the beginning of the year. And Cam told me that about every day you would text <laughs> or call or see him in the training room and ask, can I play today? Yeah. And the plan was to get you ready for the MIAA opener, which obviously is this week. But you got to play at UMSL. So my question to you is, how did you finally convince Cam to let you get back in uniform? <laughs> I think I just annoyed him to death. Every single day I was in the uh, training room just saying the same exact thing, like multiple times a day actually, just, can I play, can I play? And finally he was like, you know what, go ahead and get on the court. <laughs> so I guess it, it paid off. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it did. So you played in both games uh, in the U- UMSL Thanksgiving Classic. How would you self-rate your performance? Obviously, I, I'll let you grade on a curve if you want. So it's been a long time since being in in a live game situation. How do you think you did? Um, it was my first time getting up and down the court, so it was uh, a little stressful for me. I <laughs> fouled out my first game, so I automatically give myself like a C for that. And um, I don't know, it was just getting back into the swing of things. But I think I worked hard, so that's the only thing I can tell myself to do is work hard every game so faith mason vestal my guest the sophomore from rockwall texas obviously one of the biggest changes as you look at you play this year is the big knee brace that you're wearing uh, on the on the injured knee how big of an adjustment for people who maybe haven't had this kind of injury what kind of an adjustment is it when you have to wear that big piece of equipment on your knee because you some players will wear ankle or knee braces just because you were not one of those players last year. What kind of an adjustment has that been to lug that big thing around? Uh, it's, a, it's a huge adjustment. Um, it's kind of like an extra 10 pounds it feels like you're carrying <laughs> around. And it also hits like my other knee, so I get bruises on the other knee and stuff. But you get used to it after you play with it for so long, so it's kind of more of a um, crutch for me now. So now, now that you've come all the way back, not that you're all the way back to where you were last year, I know that you've got more things you want to accomplish, but as you made this journey back from the injury looking back on that now what do you think was the toughest part about overcoming that ACL injury Um, I think the hardest part was the last months before I got released where I was kind of able to play kind of able to like do a little bit of stuff that was like the hardest thing because I was so close yet so far but uh, I just pushed through it so Faith Mason Vistel, my guest. A couple more things. MIAA play starting uh, this week, obviously, with a trip to Northeastern State and then Rogers State. Um, how big is this for you and the girls? Obviously, this is a new step, a new era in Newman University Athletics, and how excited are you guys to get it started? Yeah, it's huge. I'm really excited, actually. I think that we have like a lot of potential this year, and um, just each person is super excited to get out there and get it going, so... I'm really pumped. Final question for you. Uh, goals for this weekend, and they could be personal goals or team goals. Uh, obviously, you want to come away with two wins, but just just how do you want to continue building as you uh, get toward the Christmas holiday? And obviously, you, you'd like to get to the Christmas holiday feeling good about yourself, and obviously, the team wants to do that as well. 
Um, I think this weekend is just about gelling together even more and coming out with more energy and just being like the hardest workers on the floor. So I think that's our biggest thing for this weekend. Faith Mason Vestal, sophomore forward in the final Heartland Conference Freshman of the Year. Faith, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. When we come back to the Jets cast, we'll talk with Newman University Athletic Director Joanna Pryor. That's coming up next. Save the date for dueling pianos at Newman University. High Five Productions DJ and Dueling Pianos will perform on February 1st in the Dugan Gorgeous Conference Center. The evening of dinner, drinks, dancing, and dueling pianos begins at 6 p.m. Grab individual or couples tickets or reserve a table for eight. Don't miss Dueling Pianos February 1st at Newman University. Find out more on the Newman University Alumni Facebook page. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers. With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at SCCeiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving. back to our final segment of the show our first ever Jets cast and no more appropriate place to wrap it up than with the first year athletic director of Newman University Athletics Joanna Pryor. Joanna it's so great to have you on the show. Thank you Blake I'm excited to do the first podcast. Well uh, AD I mean year one you've been an associate AD for a number of years but this is the first year in the big office uh, almost to your first Christmas break. How's it been for you? Well, I talked to somebody that's in a very similar situation to myself just a couple months ago. And I said, what do you think? And he said, you know, it's not hard. It's really busy. (laughs) And it's really busy. And I think, you know, my days fly, my time getting older faster. Um, But it's been a lot of fun. And everything and the changes that we're making have been fun, but we are very busy. Well, give us a, a wrap-up of how you kind of think the, the fall sports season went, uh, first seasons for you as you made that MIAA transition. Mm-hmm. I know the volleyball team would have liked to have a few more wins, but uh, the soccer teams had pretty decent years in first year in the MIAA and the GAC. Yeah, you bet. Women's soccer made the tournament for the first season in, and uh, so that was a big deal, really big deal, very exciting um, they had a great season. Men's soccer missed it just barely. They need a little bit of help from some other teams. Um, of course, they're you know with the GAC, but um, but they had a, a very successful season as well. Um, I know the student athletes have been very excited about the change. Uh, I talked to some cross country runners, and and they put it really well. They said we love less travel. It is more competitive. Yeah. So that that was apparent. Which is definitely what we were expecting. Joanna Pryor, first-year athletic director for Newman University with me. How do you feel like this MIAA transition has gone, not just in the on-court competition, but also for you guys on the administrative side? Sure. I think it has um, kind of propelled us into making sure we have our T's crossed and our I's dotted. Um, You know, we've been working on a lot of things as far as 
how people are entering the game and our signage and just being a little bit more organized and a little bit more professional maybe than what we had to be in the past. Not a, not a lot of people knew the schools that we were playing, so our crowds weren't very big. Um, now everybody knows who we're playing, and, and we have had larger crowds for the fall sports, and we anticipate uh, winter and spring to, e- to be even better. And obviously the winter sports season underway with uh, some early wins for the basketball teams and wrestling uh, starting to get going as well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's been um, it's the the first week of play was crazy because we still had fall sports going on. Now it's a little bit more calm and a little bit more focused. Um, but yeah, we're really excited about basketball season and what that's going to bring to our community here at Newman. Joanna Pryor with me, Athletic Director at Newman University Athletics. What are some projects out of the Christmas break that you'll be working on once you get back from the long holiday? Uh, we have a lot of projects. Um, we have a lot going on just here in December, actually before the break. Uh, we're about to launch our booster club um, that we've never really done in the past. So, you know, you pay a certain amount, you become a member of our booster club, and then we're going to have a Newman Athletics app, Newman Jets app, and an online store. So um, our alums that are far away can still rep Newman and uh, have an easy way to get that. Well, and I know that one of the things you've been looking at, and it was reported in the campus newspaper in the Vantage, $20 million capital campaign for athletic facilities is on the horizon. What's the timeline for plans to be finalized for that? And, and, and when do you expect to start talking to donors and boosters about, about the, those future plans for Newman Athletics? Sure. Um, it's one of those things that takes a lot of time. So it's in very, very early stages where um, we're just looking at creating the plan and we've kind of gotten somewhere with that. It's probably four years down the road. So student athletes that are here now may not see that in their time here at Newman, um, but you know we're building for the future, and so I think that's that's what's exciting. Um, and as far as you know the campaign part of it, I think it's a year or so away until the asks start coming. Okay. Um, so you know we've got to get all the plans laid out and the exact amounts and um, and a lot of that stuff going on. So about a year away from starting the actual fundraising although obviously fundraising goes on all the time doesn't it but but the, the target is four years for for new facilities yes okay yes. what would you what do you think right now I and mean, obviously in a year your opinion might be different in two years the opinion might be different what do you think is the area of greatest need as you sit here in 2019 sure and that's actually one of the first phases is to look at what our needs wants and dreams are and so I I think when you look at our needs, it um, it lies a lot outdoors. So right now for our outdoor sports, we don't have an indoor facility for them to work on when it's raining, it's snowing. Um, so we need something like that. And so that would be our first push. So that would include um, an, you know indoor turf, batting cages, hitting cages for golf, Um, potential with a wrestling room. We would have locker rooms, running water, concession stands, 
um, those are kind of the those are our needs right now for sure. Looking at obviously the the straw that stirs the drink on the Newman campus obviously is basketball and Fugate Gymnasium is a intimate arena. It can be very loud when the students are all here and uh, certainly has hosted a lot of memories, but uh, in terms of parking and how it's aligned, not exactly ideal. What are the plans for Fugate Gymnasium for basketball, volleyball, and and future wrestling events? Sure. Um, those are some things that uh, we're not 100% sure on. So we would want a, maybe our dream would be an arena, you know, something connected to the gym currently. Um, our, our need is an additional gym. We need something. So we have one for four sports to practice in and mm. then our outdoor sports wanting to get into. So really, I mean, you could add them all into that. Um, so we need another gym. However, we do that. You know, if we, if we just had a practice gym, we could maybe renovate Fugate Gymnasium change things around, turn it, uh, make it more fan-friendly and a better atmosphere for the student-athletes as well. I'll, I'll let you get out of here on this. The next year, 2020, is coming up pretty quick. What are you looking forward to the most in calendar year 2020 as you'll wrap up your first year, get into your first spring season, then obviously uh, a lot of uh, summer activities for you in your first year as athletic director as well with uh, Gladiator Dash and obviously the Jet Open coming up too. Right. So like you said earlier, fundraising never stops. <laughs> so um, I think the beginning of 2020 is a lot of that, um, a lot of getting out and making connections, um, or just working on the relationships that we already have with a lot of people that love us. Um, I think uh, I'm looking forward to spring. You know, we had a cold snap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we have. I'm looking forward to some 70s. Um, but I think just continuing to focus on the student-athlete experience and, um, you know, doing the research, making sure that we're doing right by our student-athletes so that when they leave Newman, they don't forget us and they think good thoughts about us. And so that takes a lot of time and a lot of research. And so that's something that, that the first part of 2020 is going to be big for, for us in athletics administration is to, to focus on that and look at the ways that we can continue to take care of our student athletes and make it a good experience. Joanna Pryor, Athletic Director, Newman University in her first year. This won't be your last interview on the JetsCast. Well, I'm looking forward to the next one. I, I, I'm sure you are. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. These will be posted every Wednesday, newmanjets.com slash podcasts. And don't miss the MIAA opener coming up later this week. MIAA action starts for the basketball teams at Northeastern State on Thursday night. Women tip at 530. And on the road, Rogers State on Saturday. Doubleheader coverage Thursday and Saturday coming up, newmanjets.com slash listen. So for now, Blake Cripps saying go Jets.